You're listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, episode 16. Today, we are getting back to the basics. As schools get ready to start back up and the reality of parenting during the pandemic sort of hits us in the face again. I really wanted to do this episode and do it now because I think it is crucial, mamas. It is crucial that we begin preparing now. And I I know that you know this, but it's overwhelming and I get it and it's frustrating and this pandemic is is wearing on and on and on. However, I believe that if we really take the chance to prepare when we know what's coming and we sort of get ourselves in the mindset of it's time to step up. And I don't mean step up in a way of you're not doing enough, but saying, you know what, this is motherhood, this is parenting during a pandemic, it's time to strap on our bootstraps and figure out how to make this the best that we possibly can for our situation. And so what is this going to look like? How are we going to manage life at home again with another round of distant learning? Or those of you that are putting your, um, not putting your kids, but are choosing to um, homeschool. Or for those of you that are sending kids back to school, but you're maybe doing a hybrid program or whatever it looks like for you life is still predominantly at home. So this is a very important episode because it's a very important time. I want to equip you all with what you need to be able to go from possibly feeling very stressed out, overwhelmed, and frustrated with the current situation to feeling very equipped, um, ready to take on this school year, even with the differences and the challenges that we are facing as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. So we're going to dive right in here in just a minute and get to the good stuff. But first, I want to read the review of the week. This review comes from Lee B. And she says, so thankful to have found this podcast, truly making me feel like I am not alone in my motherhood journey. Thank you so much for leaving that review, Lee. It means so much to me when you all take the time to leave a review. You all know how much it helps me as a podcaster. It helps to get this podcast in front of other listeners as well. If you are an avid listener to the show and you love what you're hearing, that leaving a review is honestly the best thank you. Um, it's the best way to support. It just it means so much and it also keeps me going. Reading words like this helps me to know that you all are loving this content. You're needing this content. It's helping you. Like Lee said, she doesn't feel like she's alone in her motherhood journey. And that is exactly what I want you all to to get from tuning in every single week. So thank you again, Lee, for leaving the review. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. 
If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder, and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I'm super excited to dive right in today because this is something that we need to go ahead and talk about ASAP. I'm talking ASAP, ASAP Julie, because it's August. It's August already. Like how in the world is it already August? Since we've been quarantined, it just feels like March 95th, right? But It's August now, which means it's back to school season, except back to school feels quite a bit different this year. I don't think any of us expected to be in quarantine or quarantine-ish this long since the pandemic or when the pandemic started. I'm pretty sure we all expected for the curve to have flattened by now and for the country to have a solution that would allow us to have a normal life by the time fall rolled around and schools opening up as usual. Unfortunately, the opposite is happening. The number of coronavirus cases and deaths are increasing every day, which has caused many school districts to make the decision to proceed with virtual learning or give the option for virtual learning this fall. Now, whether you're someone who is concerned about the virus and believes in taking safety precautions or feels as though it is all political or over-exaggerated, there's no getting around the fact that for the time being, life is going to be different for a while. I think it was easy for a lot of families to sort of pretend like life was somewhat back to normal-ish during the summer. We're used to our kids being home during the summer. Some summer camps were open and some daycare facilities resumed services, depending on where you're located. And many parts of the country started to somewhat reopen their restaurants and stores with certain protocols in place. Meaning, if you had your mask and you felt it was safe, you could essentially go places and do things like you used to do before the pandemic started. However, now with school starting, I think it's going to feel like quarantine round two. Whether you're able to send your kid to school or daycare, or 100% virtual learning, opting for homeschool, or a hybrid of all of the above, the reality is that life is primarily at home for the foreseeable future. When the pandemic started, life at home with your kids full-time, overseeing virtual learning while managing working from from home yourself, keeping up with the home, etc., felt nearly impossible, especially overseeing virtual learning while working from home. And if your kids are young like mine and there was no virtual learning, there was still stress of keeping little ones entertained without parks, playdates, zoos, and figuring out how to keep them occupied while working from home and jumping on the umpteenth Zoom call. Needless to say, this year has been hard, but the reality is that we're just getting started. With fall and the start of school also comes cooler weather, and before we know it, the holiday season will be here. All right, so what's the point of all this? Don't worry, don't worry, I'm going somewhere. So when the pandemic first started, we all had to be extremely reactive, right? We had to be extremely reactive to figuring out how to manage life at home and our new normal. This time, we have a little bit of time to prepare for round two if we start now, which is why in the beginning of this episode, I said, we got to dive right in because this is super important to talk about. 
you all know that I believe there is a solution to every problem and that we always have the option to change our narrative. I firmly believe that we will come out of this pandemic so much stronger with solid foundations in our homes, stronger relationships with our children and our spouses, a more efficient work ethic, a a revelation of our callings both in the home and in our areas of um, work or professional or career, and more. So we need to get prepared. Just like with any back-to-school season, we need to get organized, prepared, and get our routines and systems in place so that we can set our families up for success. It's just going to look a little bit different this time. Okay, so what do we do first? First, decide what your family will do and own that decision. Right now, every family with children is facing tough decisions about what to do about schooling this fall, if you're able to make that choice. Because I know that here where I live, every school district has already made the choice to stay virtual. And even if your school district has made the decision for you, you still have some heavy decisions around the larger one that's already been made. If your school district has opted for virtual learning, what will that look like logistically for your family as far as working from home is concerned and monitoring the learning? If your school district has given you the choice, what do you and your family need to do to make this choice a successful one? I'm sure these are all things that you have thought about, but oftentimes breaking it down and hearing it spelled out like this can take the thoughts that are more than likely swarming around in your head in a sea of overwhelm and place them in front of you in a way that allows you to think logically about them. So if you haven't, take a moment to just jot down those questions that I just, and I have more coming for you, but jot those questions down. Um, right now so that you can see them written out, see them spelled out and think about them in a logical way. So I'll repeat those really quickly. If your school opted for virtual learning, if your school district opted for virtual learning, what will that logistically look like for your family as far as working from home is concerned and monitoring learning? If your school district has, has given you the choice, what do you and your family need to do to make this choice a successful one? Okay, once you've made your decision, or decisions, own them. There is no right or wrong answer here. We are all in this pandemic together, but all of our experiences and circumstances are unique. Promise me that you will not judge another family for their decision or feel the least bit guilty for yours. None of this is ideal, even for us homeschooling mamas. We're used to getting out of the house, doing school in co-ops or groups, sessions, having regular field trips. None of this is ideal or normal, and we all have tough decisions to make right now. We need to support each other instead of tear each other down. So promise me that you will be a mama that is supporting every other mama and their decision while you own your own decision that you and your family are making. All right, so you've made your decision, you're, you're feeling confident, you've prayed about it, of course, I, I should have mentioned that before, but we should be praying and, and seeking God for wisdom with these decisions that we're making. And, and he, he will direct, he will guide, he will give you what you need to do, and he will give you the wisdom on how to do it. So make sure you're really seeking the Lord in those decisions that you're making. Once you've made the decision, the second part um, that we need to do to really prepare is get back to the basics. This is 
This is essentially the essence of what I teach, regardless if it's back to school time or not. But this is especially important right now. We cannot do life at home if we are not set up for success, which means getting back to the basics. We need to get back to the basics in our home specifically. So we're going to examine what that looks like by looking at the areas that we spend the most time in our home and getting those set up for success so that we can be successful, we can thrive, we can live in our home without added and unnecessary stress. So we know that life at home with children is primarily spent in the kitchen because let's face it, our children are growing like weeds and are always hungry in various play areas that might be a playroom or um, living room, den, etc. A primary table for doing activities and educational work, whether that's a kid's table or a kitchen table, something like that, and kids' bedrooms for playing, but also where they get dressed, where they nap, sleep, etc., right? That means that these are the areas in your home that need to be simplified organized and set up to serve your daily needs so that your home does not add to or cause frustration and chaos. Think of the three most used areas in your home. I just, you know, gave you some options there, but within the options I've given you, what are the three most used areas in your home with your kid, with your kids specifically? How do those areas make you feel? Do they make you feel overwhelmed just by stepping inside of them? Are they impossible to keep clean? Are they serving you? Are the items inside there, uh, inside those areas serving you? Or are they causing more stress and overwhelm than they should be, i.e. not serving you? These three areas need to be your focus for the next three, three, for the next few weeks. So just pick three of those most used areas. And I, I, the ones I mentioned, there's, I mentioned more than three, but, but choose your top three to focus on for the next few weeks to declutter and organize and simplify so that everything is working well in, 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 in a good order that will, that will make sense for you all. Okay. So first you need to declutter each area so that all that's remaining is items that you absolutely need and serve your family with intentions. That means, of course, like getting rid of things like trash, you know, those kinds of things. Yes, but really looking at those areas and um, sorting through things that no longer need to be there, whether that's toys that are, you know, broken, pieces are missing, um, not the best toys for your kids to play with or something like that outgrown, whether that's clothing that your kids have outgrown that you have not done anything with or um, seasonal clothing or things of that nature, whether that is how your toys or clothes in different areas are being stored um, with your kitchen, your food, your pantry, um, expired items, accessibility to um, certain food items that you need to be able to cook, all those kinds of things. That's what I'm talking about. You need to really get in there and um, declutter each area so that all that's remaining is we use these things. These are intentional things that we need. Um, and you're really um, starting fresh, starting starting over at, at this time. So that's the, the mindset that I want you to have. Okay. Second, you need to organize these areas so that they flow with the flow of your family and are easy to navigate. This does not have to be super complicated, but it should be intentional. For example, I mentioned this 
before, but how accessible are the snacks in your pantry? So not only are you getting rid of expired items or anything like that, but are the snacks in your pantry accessible or how can you organize them so that they are? Um, removing items from boxes and putting them inside bins is a great step. Um, putting, Rearranging what shelves things are on so that different people can access things depending on the ages of your children. All of those things. Can you quickly grab a snack for your children and keep it moving? Or are you digging around for five minutes? These are questions you want to ask yourself when you're thinking about your kitchen, for example. Or another example, how are the art supplies stored for your kids? Can they access them easily and make themselves busy with coloring? Or do you have to dig them out every time they want to color, right? Or for supplies you want to keep off and away, how accessible are they to you? How are they organized? Can you quickly grab them and set them up for your children? Or is it every time they want to get the paint out, does it feel like a hassle because it takes so much effort to get those supplies out? So these are the types of questions you want to ask yourself when you're organizing the spaces in your home. So for the next few weeks, I want you to focus on organizing these top three areas, decluttering and organizing them so that with life at whether you're at home primarily or even if your kids are attending school or you're doing a hybrid of it it feels easy to navigate your home and your home sets your kids up for success as well as you okay once you've gotten a handle on optimizing your space through simplifying and organizing now it's time to get your routines in order If you and your kids will be home together this school year, then you need a routine that will help you structure time for learning, intentional time together, and independent time. If you're working from home, you will need to create a rhythm that allows you to work with your kids around and not have it feel completely overwhelming or undoable or chaotic or something like that. So here are some things to consider when making your routine for working from home specifically um, with your kids at home. What are your work requirements? Do you have any standing meetings or times that you have to be available or something along those lines? Um, Specific tasks that you always have to do, tasks that require a lot of heavy concentration, tasks that don't require a lot of heavy concentration. Make sure to jot those things down and really take a look at what those work requirements are. What are your kids' learning requirements? If they are distant learning, do they have classes that are going to be meeting at certain times? Or what are the different types of technology they need to use to be able to access their schoolwork? Things to keep in mind. When do your kids learn best? If you don't know, take the next few weeks to kind of figure it out. Figure out when they are um, better at sitting down and at a table and doing a worksheet or coloring. Is it after they've eaten breakfast? Is it after they've had a nap? Is it after they've um, gotten some chances to run around and play? Maybe they're really hyper in the morning, but then they calm down after that, or maybe it's vice versa. Every child is different, but the timing of when your kids learn best is going to be crucial to setting up a routine that really works for them. Also, when do your kids play independently the best? Um, same, same thing. When can you count on them to play independently really well or when do they tend to struggle with that? Kids have rhythms and patterns to their day and when you really tune into them, you're gonna, it's really going to open up how to create a routine that meets their needs. Also, your kids' sleep and wake patterns. 
Um, if you have older kids that are not napping, they still have sleep and wake patterns. What time they go to bed, of course, and what time they wake up. That's a sleep and wake pattern. Um, if you have kids that nap, what are their sleep and wake patterns? What also happens when they get closer to being tired or closer to bedtime or closer to nap time? And what happens when they wake up? Are they quick to wake up? Or are they slow to wake up? Are they groggy? Do they need to eat first? All the different types of things to keep in mind when creating a routine. And that's for whether you're home or not, really. These are the ways, these are the types of things to keep in mind when creating routines that work for you and your kids. Lastly, any areas that, um, uh, any, any areas that I mentioned just now, if there's things that need to be improved within those areas and what do you need to improve to make them work for you? So if you're not optimizing, like for example, if your kids just do not learn best in the morning, but they have a morning class session, do you need to contact the teacher to figure something out? Or if, um, you know, you, your kids aren't napping well, do you need to take the next couple of weeks to get their naps back in order so that you can have some consistency in your day. So figure out what areas are not working and create a plan to attack those areas so that you can be successful with the routines that you put into place. Now, if you're sending your kids back to school, here's a couple of things that you can think about. Your daily and weekly prep routines, specifically for getting out the door, that will be different this year. Does everyone have their masks? Do you need to create a little sanitation station by the door? Um, what about um, taking school clothes off when right when you get home and putting some different clothes on or jumping in a bath or a shower or something along those lines? You're going to need to create some systems for getting out the door every single day on time with the added um, factors in place to adhere to the COVID guidelines. Um, thinking about commutes, drop-off and pickup times. I know a lot of schools right now or daycare facilities, if they're having drop-off um, and if they're open and, they're, and you're dropping off, there's like specific times that you're assigned to to drop your kids off and you can only do it during those times and they're not being very lenient anymore. So you have to really consider those things and make a routine and, and, and calculate how much time you're going to need in order to make sure you're on time every day. What's going to be your new regulations for supplies and food? If you have to send food to school, um, um, those there's new regulations around like not feeding the children. If you're taking, if you're talking daycare or you send lunch to school or whatever that might look like, you're going to have to create a corresponding routine. Um, at home that will help you to maintain those new regulations? Do your kids need their own private supplies that they can't share? What's that going to look like? All of those types of things. Now, things to consider if you're going to work, but your kids are doing virtual learning. So I know this is a huge sore spot for a lot of families right now, because maybe you your office is not allowing you to work from home or you don't have the kind of job where you can work from home. You're an essential worker, you're in healthcare, those kinds of things, but your school is virtual learning and that's all you have the option for. So now what are you going to do? So in case you haven't heard, there's a lot of different ways that families are getting creative right now. Families are forming pods with other families at school to oversee virtual learning and getting it up to five, six, maybe even seven families at a time. And so the families are rotating um, responsibility for overseeing. And so maybe you you do it every sixth week or something like that, or every, you know, um, and you take every six weeks off or you take like a couple days off or something like that. And in between that and maybe the the family's pooling in for a babysitter a couple times a day and, and everyone kind of splitting the responsibility. I know a lot of people are making some really creative things happen right now. 
Um, so that could be something you can look into. Um, I know some families are setting up a virtual area for their kids to do schoolwork from the office. So if you go into an office every day, the office is pretty quiet. You've got some older kids, maybe kinder and up, then you could set up a little area for your kids to do schoolwork from the office and get their virtual learning done there if you are not working from home. Um, I think I mentioned this, but hiring a mother's helper or a college student to oversee virtual learning, if that if, if that's a resource that you have. If not, then maybe you can get together with those other families and you all can split the cost of the one mother's helper that's going to come in and oversee the virtual learning the entire time. So if no one can do the splitting or the rotating thing, but everyone can split the cost of a mother's helper, that could work too. Getting five families together and having that one college student come in five days a week could definitely work. Um, so really take a look at some of those options and really think about how you can get creative and use your resources and reach out to people and know it's an uncomfortable time, but, um, it can be done. It can work. So you're going to want to make those decisions and also then create routines around the details and decisions that you, um, that you're making for your family. So, you know, if you are having to drop off your child at another family's house every single day, then that's, again, that's another routine that you're going to have to consider. Are you going to be offering snacks? Are you going to be on snack duty um, to to make that happen or something along those lines? You know, what is that going to look like? Are you going to um, have someone come in the home? Do you need to set things up so that they can be successful coming into the home? Do you need to hire somebody now so they can get used to some things? All things to think about and having those routines in place so that things can work and run smoothly without it being extremely stressful. Now, I really want to emphasize that there is no right or wrong answer here as far as what decisions you make. Regardless of what decision you make, However, make that decision, own it, and then create a routine that will make it work. Due to the nature of the circumstances, our routines and systems need to be even more detail-oriented in order to be successful. So if you thought you were detail-oriented before, now is the time to be even more detail-oriented. And I know not everyone is super good at creating routines. It's oftentimes very overwhelming for people to create routines. That's why I help moms create routines that work for them and help you think of creative solutions and listen to what your pain points are in your home. And I help you work to those pain points and find the solutions that will really work for you. So thinking about all of these things, um, I'm actually having a bonus workshop inside my Mission Motherhood Academy. It's called the Back to Home Workshop, Gearing Up for COVID Round 2. Um, and that's going to be this Sunday, August 9th, actually at 8.30 p.m. But here's the deal. If you're not in Mission Motherhood Academy, I'm actually opening it up for anyone to attend. The cost is $35, so really affordable. You can um, join or enroll at carolinejsomelin.com slash back to home workshop. And you can have the opportunity to to come inside Mission Motherhood, come inside a Mission Motherhood workshop, see what it's like to hear from me, get taught from me. And we're going to be diving deep into these pillars that I talked about today, specifically with getting your home simplified and organized and specifics about how to make the different areas of your home really work for you. So we'll cover that. And then we'll also cover creating a routine that works, looking into some specific pain points and how to make those things happen 
Um, especially for mamas that are struggling with figuring out balancing, okay, well, the kids are going to be home, I'm going to be home, and we're all going to be home again. And how do I make this work? Or I'm pulling my children out of school, I'm choosing not to send them back, and I'm going to be working from home. How do I make this work? Or I'm choosing to homeschool this year for the first time. How do I make this work? So um, we're going to cover a lot of those things. We'll also cover some, some things for those of you that are sending your kids to school, but still want some insight on how to create a successful routine and be able to implement implement that routine without feeling like a routine is going to fail or something along those lines. So I hear you. I know that this is a really stressful time, but I want to work with you and help you make this a little bit easier, a little bit better for you. So that's why instead of just teaching it inside of MMA, I'm inviting you to join us. So head to carolinejsalmon.com slash back to home workshop to join us this Sunday um, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The cost, again, is $35. That's carolinejsomelin.com slash back to home workshop. I know that this has just been a really hard year for us moms, and I, I get it. We've been asked to do what feels impossible. There have been articles written about how the working mom has it especially hard right now during this pandemic, and I agree, it is it is hard, but it's not impossible. And that is one thing that I will always preach to the rooftops that a lot of times there's so much rhetoric about just how impossible it is. But we have to remember that we serve a God and all things are possible through him. So remember to lean into his strength, his wisdom, and his grace as you make these decisions for your family and you create routines and systems and see them through. Remember that he is not surprised by any of this and he has what you need in order to be successful with whatever he's calling you to do in this season. And that calling is going to look different for each mama. You might be a mama who feels very called to homeschool right now. And that's amazing. That's me too. I'm with you. You may be a mama who's like, hey, I'm feeling called. I got, I'm, I'm a healthcare worker and I'm on the front lines and that's where God's placed me. And so I'm going to be sending my kids to daycare or another program or a community center or doing the pod thing or whatever that looks like that's where you're called right now everyone's got different callings got this is we are God's kingdom we are God's hand and feet um, we are we are his body and we are here to do his work and that's going to look different for all of us but we're all in this together and when we lean into his strength and wisdom and grace we can do this and we will come out of this so much stronger and so much wiser and so much just filled with all the things that God wants to fill us with, um, we're going to come out of the season with all those things. And, and it's 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 not going to tear us apart. I, I'm a firm believer in that. So as always, remember, I'm rooting for you. I'm here for you. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and let me know your thoughts, questions, or concerns that you may have. I will be supporting you. If you need prayer, let me know. Come into my DMs. I will pray with you. All those things. Um, and of course, remember to share this episode with a friend. Share it on Instagram. Let me know your takeaways or a, a tip that you received today that you want to share with your audience. Um, all those things. Tag me, Caroline J. Sumlin. And until then, I will see you in the next Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.